Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. All right, welcome back to the God-Centered Man Show. I'm your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Hey, our topic, we are talking about uh, deception and what it means and and the different uh, scriptures that really point out uh, what we should be aware of and what kind of deception uh, that we're looking at here. So I am uh, really, really passionate about this topic and uh, finding a lot of motivation in talking about this. So I'm going to give you a brief recap. So we talked about uh, deception, the deceived um the definition of it was to go astray, to deceive, to err, to wander, and be out of the way. And then we talked about the word seduce, that it causes uh, somebody to go astray, get off the right path, uh, violate a code of standard and a conduct or conscience or, or core values. And then it also means to ultimately believe something that is not true uh, and it's not based upon any form of fact. Okay. We dived into the original sin of mankind. And that is that Eve was uh, tempted that she was seduced and beguiled. That's what she said that the serpent beguiled me and I ate. And what that means is that she was conned, that she was duped. Um, she was hoodwinked. She was tricked, misguided, misinformed, misled, and she was suckered. Okay. And so getting that terminology and understanding this, that uh, the evil script has not changed any. Okay. And we're men and we're, we're talking about, you know, living for God and walking in and, uh, uh, you know, a relationship with him and understanding this, that we are going to face multiple different forms of deception inside of our life where things are going to look good. And uh, they're ultimately not going to be good for us. Okay. So she was given the deception that, that, that she can become like God into no good and evil. And this was appealing to her and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So we understand this, that the script, the script is allurement and enticement by trickery and deception to get you to fall for something uh, that appears to be beneficial, but in turn becomes very detrimental to you, right? And so when we think about like substances and alcohol and drugs and all of these things, and they, they ultimately fall under this category. And the reason is, is because they promise uh, a solution to your problem, right? Uh, whether it is you want to sedate and escape the world. So you go to alcohol or you want to the thrill of excitement. So you go to cocaine and, and uh, illicit sex, right? So all of these uh, prop up the illusion uh, that your appetite is going to be satisfied when you partake, okay? And that is going to give you what it is that you are looking for. So in all temptation, we, we have to understand this, that it's it's uh, masquerading as something, that, uh, uh, something delicious, right? Uh, it's kind of like taking a bite into this delicious looking apple and sink your teeth in and then you hit the worm. OK, and so that's ultimately what uh, what we're talking about here. So we we, we dove into 
the first deception, and that was that God is not mocked and whatever a man sows that he will also reap. And the biggest form of deception is in that is thinking that we can get results and outcomes without planting the seed and setting things in motion. And this ultimately is, is a major form of deception and it's playing out in the Christian world today. And that is that the, they've uh, took the sidelines and they've created this passive role for uh, people to play. And the passive role is basically to uh, pray, sit around and do nothing and wait for your miracle. And uh, this is really a big form of deception. So we're going to go into the next one. Okay. And it is uh, James chapter one, verse 17. It says every good gift. So before he says this, I want to, I want to, I want to point out what he says. So before we jump into 17, it says, do not err my beloved brethren. Okay. Do not err. And so right here we have, um, a exhortation, if you will, to really focus on what I'm about to tell you and don't be misled and, and deceived. Okay. So, after somebody makes a statement like that, you can guarantee that they're going to bring forth a, a very challenging belief system that's going to challenge your current paradigm and the way that you think. Okay. The very fact that he has to say, like, don't be deceived is like, I'm going to give you a counter belief system and a paradigm for you. And this is going to challenge you. Okay. So don't be deceived by your current paradigm and belief system. Okay, going in 117, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and it comes down from the father of lights with whom there's no veritableness, neither shadow of turning. So inside of this scripture, we see uh, multiple things, but uh, I'm just going to break it down here just for simplicity. We see that good gifts that they come from above. And that the air or the misleading uh, sort of belief system would be to think that uh, bad gifts come from above, right? Or what this would cause somebody to believe is that God is the source of our pain. Now, this is a big, big, big deception. And that is looking at uh, uh, the scriptures that say that, that God is the giver of good gifts and that um, that these good gifts come down from the father of lights and then to have a paradigm and a belief system that is actually the opposite. And that would be that every uh, every bad thing that happens into your life comes down from the father of lights. OK, so this is. When you think of um, the paradigm in the mindset uh, of Satanism, many people think of like uh, Wicca or the, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, seances and, and sorceries and all this stuff. But what we don't understand is it's just merely the opposite of the truth. OK. And so uh, having a belief system that says every, you know, every bad gift and everything that happens into our life that is evil uh, comes from above uh, for some reason whatsoever. Right. OK, so what this ultimately does is it is it sets up the paradigm and the belief system that God is the source of our pain. 
Okay. So no longer is he the, the father that gives good gifts unto his children. Now he becomes something else. He becomes this, this evil, like weird uh, dictator that, um, that causes a lot of uh, uh, frustration that causes a lot of pain inside of people's lives. Okay. So how does this play out? A natural disaster happens. Uh, something happens in the city. A big uh, death toll takes place. And all of a sudden, the prophets of doom begin to come up. And with their error and deception and to say that this wonderful gift of, of murdering all of these people, this is from the father of lights. Okay. And what they do is they, they spin the mindset in and say that it's, 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 it's a chastisement and it's a correction and it's a punishment. Okay. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. The, the, what Jesus said about if you being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, then how much more your father in heaven, and then he begins to correlate and to say that if your son asked for a fish, would you give him a serpent to bite him? Right. And you look at that and like even the most, um, you know, sinful father out there uh, probably wouldn't behave in this manner. It takes a, like a twisted form of mental derangedness to to carry out some of these those evil intentions like that. Right. So just a basic uh, father that's in the world that, uh, you know, doesn't know much about God and, and this, that, and the other thing, even that man, when his son asks for a fish, he doesn't give him a snake, right? Um, if he says, daddy, I'm hungry. Does he go get him a mud pie sandwich from the backyard and say, eat it? No, he doesn't. Right. And so even from the basic uh, things about humanity, that even a man in his sinful state don't even carry out these kind of actions, right? And we think that um, that God does in some manner. And it almost like, like we're trying to establish ourselves as more righteous than God because, you know, even God doesn't do these things. And so we have this thought and idea that, uh, you know, all of these bad things, uh, you know, they come down from God in there to um, punish us. Uh, they're to teach us a lesson that we won't soon forget and all of these different things. And when we have that paradigm and that mindset, then we, uh, we view God as a very punitive master. Okay. And what that means is that, you know, when you're, um, when you set yourself up as a punitive master, uh, your mode and modality is punishment. And that means that if I want to get you to conform to me, that I'm going to have to punish you to make that happen. You see what I'm talking about? This is the, the uh, uh, punishment modality. So if God steps into that role and becomes the punisher, okay, and he steps in there and begins to be punitive with you, and uh, then we begin to lose sight of the realness of our father, and that he is the giver of good gifts and that he loves his children and that, you know, if they ask uh, for something, he doesn't give them the very opposite. Okay. Now, if good gifts come from God and they come from above, uh, 
That means, you know, everything that falls under the concept of good and beneficial and well and useful, that this all comes from the Spirit of God and the activity of God inside of the earth today. So this brings us to two paradigms. And the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Okay. So we have these two thought and ideas. One's very, uh, very punitive and one that brings death and destruction. Okay. And this comes from the, the evil influence in the God of the world. And then we have Jesus Christ who says that I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. So we have two paradigms and belief systems that we can grab hold of. And we can, we can uh, falsely and deceptively conclude that, you know, the death and destruction and, and attribute to those things to God. And uh, many people throughout the world have fell for this belief system, hook, line, and sinker. Okay. It's in most of like religious dogma and it's in, you know, um, a lot of nations of the world believe when these things happen to their, their city and to their nation, that it is divine displeasure. It's the oldest lie in the book. Okay. And that is that the, for some reason, we are not getting the crops or the rain. And so we have to go out and we have to cut ourselves and mutilate ourselves and somehow appease the deity so he can change his mind and thereby uh, begin to uh, approve of us and accept us. What I'm trying to tell you is all that is under this false religious mindset and we should just lay all that to the side. Okay. So with God. There's no veritableness. There's no fickleness. Veritable means to uh, that he's often subject to changes. Okay, uh, that he constantly changes his mind. Fickleness is is really somebody who doesn't have any form of steadfastness or consistency, stability in their life. They're erratic in their their behavior changes in a moment. Um, you have may had a father like this who is very, uh, uh, I did, who is very hair trigger in his anger and very erratic behavior. And that would fall under this concept and idea of being very variable and very fickle. Okay. And so the next one is like uh, to change and to alterate. Uh, the next one is inconsistency. Okay. All of these words uh, bring us to the conclusion that God is not volatile in any way or fashion. Okay. So if someone is volatile, that means they got this hair triggered temper. That means that uh, uh, they, their mood is uh, can rapidly change into something uh, very destructive and they can erupt into violence. Okay. And, uh, you know, I see my stepfather perfectly inside of these descriptions. Okay. So if I take this paradigm of this punitive God and this God that, that is hair trigger and erupts into violence and all these different things, then I paint this very morbid, evil picture of the uh, God that I'm serving. And the, the danger is this, is that this is a character sketch of evil. And I think that uh, uh, the sad thing is, is that many believers uh, describe a God that is very opposite 
of these things that we're talking about, a very opposite of love. And when you break it down, uh, it's a very, very clear character sketch of evil. And that is the ultimate deception to think that we're serving the God of love and the giver of good gifts, but we're actually have this mental image that we have set up and it's um, coming from an influence of evil. Okay. So deception, deception is to think that God is the opposite of giver of good gifts to his children okay and that to believe in something different from this or to believe in the opposite i'll conclude with this don't err don't be misguided don't be deceived about this topic that we are talking about because every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above i'll talk to you soon peace